T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I just tried to eat a salad that apparently it, it might have I, I might have tried it one day too late. It had been in the fridge for about five days, and I immediately had to just spit it into the trash can. And I I tried to look to see because Keith I knew he would eat that up. I know Keith would enjoy the hell out of my misery, and he was laughing so hard. Just the one time he tried to eat healthy. No, the, the one time. Um, well, we, we do have you on the Affinity Whole Health program, mm-hmm. which uh, Bobby Carpenter, who joins us next, is on the program as well. And having great success. Great success. Great success with Affinity. FeelGreatCleveland.com. Bobby check, Carpenter, check host of 97 The One, the fan in Columbus. The One. The One. And Sirius XM ESPNU Radio joins us now on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Bobby, welcome to the show, bud. Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. And you know what? I mean, listen, I tell people, Finney's been great. I feel great Columbus down here in Columbus. But, like, if you want to start the new year off right, everybody has their New Year's resolutions. You want to get in better shape. You want to trim up. You want to have more energy, all this stuff. Like, to go see them now so you're not waiting until you know, the middle of January and delaying. Go get on it now. You'll be in the program, and you'll be ready to hit the ground running after uh, hopefully you see the Buckeyes beat the Georgia in the Peach Bowl. It's a cheat code. I, I love Affinity. It, it's uh, it gets you back on track. We all use it here at uh, on this show, I should say, Bobby. So, uh, do want to let's get get some thoughts on on the Buckeyes first before we get to the portal. Um, you know, a lot of people were so disappointed with the way Ohio State played against Michigan in that finale, and you know the twenty two point loss, and yet they still get in, and you know we get a little bit of luck, things go their way with the Utes beating USC on on Friday night. And Ohio State now gets in and has a renewed lease on life. Do you think we'll see a different team in the playoff? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, sometimes I always joke about this. I say a good beating promotes personal growth. And, uh, you know, too often times in life we don't really, like, have a moment of self-reflection. Hey, what have we done to get to this point? And you know, the way they lost at Michigan this year, it was, everybody just says it's very similar to last year. To me, it wasn't at all. Um, you know, the score was similar. And, you know, you look at the numbers, yeah, there were similarities in the numbers. But as far as, like, how it looked, I mean, last year you could, they couldn't stop the run. It was six, seven yards every carry. This year did a great job for, you know, two and a half, three quarters, and then it was some big plays, a missed tackle, you know, on a simple hitch with you know, zero pressure. And so you ask yourself, like, okay, we got to make sure we get guys to the ground. We have to make sure we cover guys on double moves. You know, we had to get, you know, get too heavy in some gaps and, you know, a run gets popped out. And so is there things we do different as a staff? How do we make sure we play big in big moments? And I think, you know, Ryan Day is, he's about as sharp as they come. And 
you know, he's, he's not somebody to say, hey, I'm just going to bash my head in the wall and try to do the same thing over and over. We need to figure out there's things that we need to do to kind of hang our hat on. But then also, you know, where can we improve? How can we go about this a little more intelligently? And also, you know, he always asked himself, you know, what can I do better as well? And how can I make sure I'm you know, calling a complete game and making sure things kind of merge up? So I, I feel like there's a possibility for that. They're just getting started. For, you know, Dustin, you know how this stuff goes. The coaches yep. are out recruiting this week. You know, next week they'll start ramping up, or the end of this week they start ramping up, and then next week's kind of full go with the game prep. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Jackson isn't playing. Kevin Wilson, you know, finish out the season, but he's got named the head coach at Tulsa. So there's some very, you know, different things going on that may be normal, but, uh, you know, I think it's a great opportunity. And Ryan talks about it. It's a new lease on life. It was an opportunity that you didn't expect to get. So what do you do with that opportunity? Well, that's going to be up to them. How would you what, – what were your thoughts if they were to match up again? Do you think Ohio State – I know they would probably be the favorite, but would you expect Ohio State to get that win? I think – I don't know why they, they can't. Like, I'm not saying that Georgia's not a good team. Georgia's favored by – you know, it's five and a half when I saw it a couple of days ago. I don't know if that ends up changing or moving a little bit. But, you know, Georgia's like a better version of Michigan. And so people – it's like, well, you lost to Michigan. I was like – I, I – Sincerely believe if they play Michigan again, I think they'll they'll, they'll fare much better. It'll be a much different game. So, um, you know, I think that there's that possibility to get a win. They've got to play well. Like you're not going to go and beat the Georgia Bulldogs, who you know have been unbeaten, you know, for whatever twenty some odd games. I mean, they've been running the table. They've been doing great stuff. Like you just don't walk in and play average and beat them. They'll have to play well. But I believe if they play well, they will have the ability to win that game. It'll come down to. You know, like most great games with good teams making plays down the stretch in the final minutes. So that that will be up to those guys to see if they can go perform. Uh, if Ohio State plays Michigan again in the national championship, will it be the highest-rated game in college football history? I mean, you got to think that it's got to be close to being up there. I mean, if they would have played them in the semifinal, you know, maybe. But it's on New Year's Eve, and those games historically haven't rated all that well. I mean, that's why they're putting Ohio State and Georgia in the primetime slot, even though it's you know the East, Eastern window game. Um, but, you know, it'd be the first time they played outside of the regular season. And they've had great games in the past. There's been one versus two and all this. But this game would literally decide the national championship. Not just figuratively, it would literally decide the national championship. So I would have to imagine, you know, I know it's one region in the country, but it's, it's a game that's going to pull in a lot of people just for the story and traditional rivalry. Bobby Carpenter, uh, former Ohio State linebacker now with 97, won the fan in Columbus and Sirius XM ESPNU Radio on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline here talking, obviously, the Buckeyes in the playoffs, but we also wanted to have you on because you had some strong takes on what happened to the transfer portal this week, and I just wanted to give you a, a chance for, for people who might not have listened for you to go ahead and express your thoughts on that. Well, you know, I mean, it's not like I'm anti-transfer portal. Like, I think a lot of things that, that, that have happened in the last couple of years have been really good in isolation. The problem is we've had this confluence of, you know, the you know, transfer portal window, you know, NIL, and all of a sudden there's just no regulations around it. And I, there was over 1,000 guys in the transfer portal window today at one point and they I was talking yeah and last night I mean it's going up and down because guys are pulling out and whatever but I mean the reality is 
And people are like, this is what guys need. And there's some people that are fighting like vehemently for it. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just telling you for some of these guys, it's going to end poorly. And it's going to be for a lot of them. I believe in the spring, like 30% of the guys that got in never came out with a, with a home. Never, went, never found a place to go play. And people are like, well, I'm like, they're not going to finish college. Like, they're going to have to pay for their school from here on out. They had a free ride, full ride that you worked for. It's not free, but it's paid for. But they're not going to have that. They're like, well, that's not their goal anyway. Well, that's fine. But there's 256 guys drafted every year in the NFL. There's 11,000 guys that play college football every year. Like, the numbers don't line up for all of those guys to get out of there. And then they're like, well, they're making NIL money. Not everybody is. Most of these guys that get in, there's like everybody that goes in making $150,000 a year playing college football. That's not the reality. Very few guys are making, you know, elite-level dollars right now. And so you look at a guy like, you know, everyone looks at Justin Fields or Joe Burrow or uh, Jameson Williams. These guys have had success with it. You know, it's, that's all well and good, but no one remembers that guys like Tate Martell bounced forever. Um, you know, you get a guy like JT Daniels who started at USC – was that Georgia couldn't be off Stetson Bennett, went to West Virginia. I don't know how these transfers are working. It was supposed to be a one-time deal. But now it's Stetson Bennett, or not Stetson Bennett, but JT Daniels is allegedly going to transfer again to four schools now. School. <laughs> I crazy. mean, he's played for three of the Power Five conferences already. I mean, could he get four? The Big Ten and ACC are still there. Like, I just don't know, like, if he doesn't play in the NFL, he has a degree, like, what's your network like? I mean, who do you associate with, you know, like what type of experience or growth actually happened because you've been coached by so many different people that you've never, no one's probably really ever had a chance to kind of dig in and help you improve. And those are the things that like you're losing a lot of that college experience, which at its genesis, you know, collegiate athletics, high school athletics is supposed to help you grow as a person and football grow as a man. And so, so many times I've talked to, you know, guys, that are, you know, ranging from 25 to Eddie George, you got to play something that's, you know, 45, 50 years old, that the reason that they transfer most of the time has nothing to do with their circumstances and mostly to do with them. And so the reason they're not playing is due to their deficiencies. But instead of actually taking a hard look in the mirror and saying, hey, I need to get better at A, B, or C than trying to improve upon them, they're like, ah, coach doesn't like me. This isn't that. It's, it's not fair. It's a bad deal for me. And then they never self-reflect on why they should improve, and subsequently they don't. And it just is going to end up to be a bad situation where they're going to go to the same place and have the same problems follow them. I think my only concern is, because I, I heard Eddie George, fellow Buckeye, say, you know, we need something in place here. To I, My only problem is the people who would put it in place – Every time they, they've they've tried to put things in place, it, it's almost always limited and, and and limited either power or choices of the student athlete. And I think that's my my only frustration with the idea of turning this over to the administrators or college football in general. Hey, here's the thing: don't ever don't ever underestimate a committee's ability to screw up a, a good situation. The NCAA was asleep at the wheel for basically. I don't know, 20 years, they could see this stuff coming and see these things happening. And instead of doing something, they just decided to, hey, we're going to watch the Titanic hit an iceberg and see if, you know, see if that we can avoid that. And unfortunately, you know, that's, that's not the reality of, you know, it, was, it ended up being a poor reality uh, for everybody. My contingency was like, hey, 
I don't have a problem with transfer, but I think people need to learn about themselves and to make sure they play. I think you should have to go two seasons and two springs out of school unless there's extenuating circumstances. Coaches leave, okay, you can leave. Or, you know what, you got a sick mom or whatever. And there, there should be ways, NCAA sanctions, all right, you're allowed to go. But outside of that, like, I think you should have to stay there because too often times people just want to turn in too early and like, wow, we'll just leave right now because it's always going to be better. It's not always better, and a lot of your problems will always be the same. Bobby, uh, as we start to wrap here, I, I do want to ask you about Jackson Smith and Jigba, who is uh, going to the NFL now. How bad's that hamstring, man? It, it, a lot of fans here have like just been questioning him, and prob- maybe it's unfair. I don't know. I mean, almost questioning his toughness. Like, can this guy like not suck it up and play? And Again, I don't know the situation, so I'm not ever going to call someone's toughness out or, or anything like that, but you're closer to the situation. What What is the situation? You know, you know, he had a hamstring at the beginning of the year, comes back, tries to play on it, and hamstrings are kind of fickle things as much as, you know, you know Dustin. I mean, you're, yeah. when you're a high-speed oh, athlete, <laughs> you get a groin, yeah. you get a hamstring. I mean, that stuff can kind of linger. Um, you know, I'd like to think he's been off for probably seven, six, seven, eight weeks. You got another couple of weeks. Like you'd like to give it a go. Um, you know, and I, I, I don't know. You talk to the doctors. I don't know who else is you know talking to him about this. But you know, for me, and we're in the case, playoffs. Like, I'm just, I'm just curious. I mean, you'd think a guy could give it a go here if if he could heal up. You know, coach, give me two weeks to get ready, and then I'll have you know, you know, seven, eight days of practice, and see if we can kind of. Uh, you know, get that thing together and we can make a run of this as opposed to making a decision ultimately today. I know the coaches have to get ready. They've got to prepare a game plan and all that stuff. And so I understand you know, the deference to that. But I'm with you, Dustin. I tell you, I was like, hey, the decision is yours no matter in life. Whether you're opting out of you know, a bowl game because you don't want to play because you're going to the NFL or you're trying to play through an injury, whatever it is. I'm like, as long as you think when you're 40 years old, You'll be able to put your head on the pillow at night with the decision you made. That's that's your decision, and you get to own that. But I, I tell people, like I take my kids over to Woody and uh, I walk them through and show them Dustin the stuff that we won together. Show them the Heisman that Troy won. You know, and I don't think like when you're 20, you fully appreciate what all of that means and what it will mean to you. As you get older, and, and that's why, like, you, listening to Eddie talk about it, like, and you can hear the passion in his voice and how much he cared. Like, man, I'm like, I grew up wanting to go to Ohio State to work and be a guy like Eddie George and Orlando Pace and Mike Vrabel and, you know, Bobby Horn and dudes like that. And so, like, that's, that's what I always kind of hung on to. And it just, you know, feel like that might be a little bit lost now. And I, I don't mean to sound like the old dude, get off my lawn, but it's, it, it just, I don't know. Everybody's got to make their own decisions. And if this is the best for him, then you know what, man, I, I'm not going to hear to contradict it, but it's, it, it, it definitely, it stings a little bit. Bobby, great stuff, man. Really do appreciate your time. Thanks. Thanks so much for everything. And, uh, enjoy this wild ride with the Buckeyes. Oh, Bo- back in the Bobby, playoffs. do you own a cowboy hat? I do own a cowboy hat. Uh, so I'm going to Montana tomorrow for, for my game this weekend, and we're debating whether or not I should buy a cowboy hat when I'm in Montana. I really want to get a cowboy hat in Montana. Bo Bishop says they may kick my ass because only cowboys can wear cowboy hats. What, what, what say you? Well, I mean, I was born in Texas. We kind of have a little bit of a farm growing up, so I've got some of that. I mean, I guess you're exempt. can own a cowboy hat, but like owning a cowboy hat doesn't make you a cowboy. I think that might be the distinction. All right, Bobby. I don't so need to be a cowboy. I just if, want to look cool. If you see, <laughs> if you're in Montana, 
uh, hypothetically, and you see Dustin Fox wearing a cowboy hat, would you punch him in the face? No, I mean, unless he was trying to act like a real D-bag, which I think Dustin would probably be pretty cool with this. Oh, oh that's so nice. Of you. I was hoping he'd go the other way and be like, which, of course, we know Dustin's going to do, so of course I'd punch him in the face. Bobby, great stuff, man. Really appreciate Thanks, your time. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, enjoy those double entendres, man. Like, if you're going to be diving into a salad and try to you know, gobble that up, make sure that uh, that thing is clean and, and well taken care of. I, uh, Thank you, Bobby. i saying that for a while, Bobby. Thank you for the <laughs> – have a great day. Uh, Bobby Carpenter on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Again, my rebuttal would be, Dustin, that the portal just gives guys a different way to leave. Before, if you couldn't transfer, if you had to sit out the year, um, anytime guys leave their old scholarship, there was a risk, right? Even if you uh, even if you applied to a new school, scholarships get pulled, things happen. But like this idea that the portal is offering this new thing, and that you know, the, are there guys falling through the crack? Yes. The problem is that's been an issue for fifty years. Dudes I knew at Bowling Green who could ball. I guarantee you, you know at least one guy that went to Ohio State that maybe just couldn't figure it out and just left school in general. I'd rather guys go to another college where they might be able to get more money, where they might be able to get at least something out of it on top of that education than guys who previously their options were just leave school. Yeah. I, the, the one thing I would say, too, is, is certain schools have um, – more to offer long term than just that, you know, Porsche Cayenne you're going to drive, you know, because because some car dealership wants to give it to you for a, a one year lease. You know, I, I would say this. I mean, me playing at Ohio State, regardless of what I did in the NFL or which I didn't do much in the NFL, certainly, uh, it's given me every opportunity in my life. I think that's fair. I would also say. Like me, growing up an Ohio State fan, if I had ever played, it would have meant the world to me to play at Ohio State. I also realize, and I'm going to sound old as hell, that you and I are both of a of a different generation than 16-year-old kids now. And as much as I think I, I wish people valued that more, we can't make them value I'm not it. making anyone value. No, I, I don't want to make anyone value. I'm just saying... I, I think I, I think that when guys do make that decision and when it does pay off, uh, it's it's more rewarding. I understand why you say that. I said earlier that the, the times where I haven't had options mm -hmm. and my feet have been held to the flame and where I just had to work my way out of it, those have ended up being the most valuable experiences that I've learned from. I also didn't have potentially a six-figure or seven-figure door to my right like and I think those are few and far between though man I really I, do I don't I don't think unless okay so to get something like that you have to have done something on the field mm -hmm. whether it be in high school or in college and like if you're a backup at Alabama or Ohio State I, I don't think you're walking into another program and getting six-figure deals like I I'm telling you right now, I, I talked with, because I've done a lot of college games this year, you know that, and, and a lot of top prospects, like Will Levis, who's going to be a top 10 pick in the draft, he he has maybe $150,000 in NIL, mm -hmm. and that's like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the purse strings are just opening, though. 
Like, uh, did you see the Clawson quote? Dave Clawson, Wake Forest head coach, former BGA head coach, was talking about Sam Hartman. And Sam Hartman has been, I think, a fifth fifth or six-year player at uh, at Wake Forest. He had a uh, uh, he's got one more year because of the COVID, COVID. year. Yeah, the co- well, the COVID and, thing is is and again good for the kids. They get all these extra years. I mean, guys are playing seven years of college football now. Mm-hmm. But he was saying that Sam wants to go to the NFL. But if some if some program comes along with what Clawson said was a life changing offer, that that Hartman might stay in college football an extra year. So. I don't know how many people or how much each guy's making. What I will say is, I think you're starting to see. I I think we're just I think we're just getting to the opening point of the purse strings. I I think I think one of the ways college football free agency is is good is I think that money is going to just continue to get more and more. And you saw, I mean, hell, you saw it in Miami, where the booster basically just went out and flat out said, well, "I have this." I have this endowment fund, and we're going to use it to recruit players here. Mm-hmm. So there were guys who were backups at Alabama that went to Miami for a hundred thousand dollars, and I guess that's my point. Like that's so if if they get the hundred k, is that life changing money when they could have maybe stayed at Alabama, played at Alabama, or I mean, like Miami's not a good team. Well, yeah, but if that a hundred thousand dollars could be life changing, if you're from if you're from humble means, a hundred thousand dollars absolutely is life changing. And I think yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of money. I get that, but it's not a it's not millions of dollars. It's not, but it but if you have that hundred thousand dollar or sorry hundred thousand dollar offer or five hundred thousand dollars, and then you go there and you you play like I I guess I understand the enticement part of this, and I just if you can find a way to keep players options open without limiting their financial abilities, without I'm, limiting. Listen, I'm not trying to limit any anyone's options i think the players should have as many options as possible i just hope that the players when they decide to make these decisions because they're still young men and yes they're grown adults they're over 18 but they're still so young and in they're influenced by a lot of things and sometimes like bobby said when you sit back when you're 35 years old 40 years old are you going to look back and say man am i going to regret that decision i regret dropping out of college i regret I would too. I regret probably the biggest decision that I ever made that I didn't realize at the time was I quit football. I was pretty good. I was like walking on, was really good at football and quit because I absolutely loathed the coach and had been lied to a bunch. I regret that. But like, it's also the thing that has helped me learn otherwise. Like, I guess I just don't trust. I think it just comes down to I don't trust the forces in college football to do what's right, because I think a lot of this has nothing to do with these kids. I, I think I think college football in general has a lot of bad actors and a lot of bad faith actors, and I think college coaches right now don't like the fact they don't have control that they once did. That doesn't mean kids don't fall through the, tra- the cracks. It doesn't mean kids don't lose their opportunity, but I would say kids who who don't get another opportunity or on scholarship that first year mm-hmm. – but also say we don't know a lot of those kids weren't kids that were going to not be in college anyways. And again, I'm I'm just saying, if you can find a way to do it without limiting kids, cool. Let's do it. Let's find a way to help the kids. The problem is that usually means giving more power to coaches who are phony baloney, fake preachers 
who really have their power and their program and their power of their program more in mind than, ah, we got, I wish we could do something about these kids. You know what I mean? Like that's where I, that's where I struggle with. It's not that you're wrong. I, I don't think you are. It's that there's just too many bad actors in college football for me to trust yeah, them to do something I, I, that inevitably I do think there are, are a lot of coaches that are out there that can, and, and I, dude, I see through it every week. I mean, not that all coaches are bad guys or even it doesn't even really make you a bad guy. Some guys are just about themselves and you know, they're just trying at the end of the day, they just want to win and winning gets their pockets fatter. Right. I mean, that's, that's the deal. Um, but I do come across a lot of coaches, man, that I'm like, man, that guy just, I, I know he's making a lot of money, but he really cares about his kids and his players and wants them to be good, you know, citizens, good young men. Like it's not, it's not all the BS that everyone talks about. Like I know everyone wants to be cynical about it and it's, it's hard not to be these days, but I do see it. I do see, I do see good, good, good coaches, good role models for these kids uh, all the time. What I'd like to see, because you mentioned the 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 studies of, uh, you know, from one year to the next, the amount of guys who found a scholarship was twenty percent. What I'd really like to do is see a three year window. What happened to those players? How many of those guys? Maybe year one you didn't get back on scholarship, but what happened year two? Because I do think college coaches and programs are oh, well, so hungry. There'll be for a five year study of this, and we'll yeah. find out. And it got screwed up because of COVID. Because adding this extra year of eligibility gave guys way more um, opportunity to go to multiple schools and do all these different things. And And limited roster spots if you have extra guys in the pool, right? Right, right, right. right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.